KXNO Moines. From the Lithia Body and Paint Sports Desk, powered by BMW of Des Moines, this is an X's and O's update on 1460 KXNO. And I'm Trent Condon. This year's continued for the Iowa State men's basketball team as they fell on the road to West Virginia last night, 90-75. Haley, using the screen from Culver, backs up and shoots the three. That's a Matthews three. Got it over the rim and in. For a three from McCabe. Ball movement and a three by Napper. The call from ESPNU. The Cyclones fall to 9-8 in Big 12 play. They finish off the season with Texas Tech in Hilton on Saturday. Tonight, the Iowa Hawkeyes go on the road as they face 21st-ranked Wisconsin in Madison. Tonight, the Missouri Valley Conference Tournament gets started 6 o'clock Indiana State against Valpo. 8.30 Illinois State Evansville. The winner of that takes on Drake tomorrow at 6 o'clock. Tonight on 1460 KXNO, it's the Class 4A semifinals as Waukee face Dubuque Senior. 8.15 tip. On KXNO. This is Iowa State Athletics Director Jamie Pollard, and you're listening to Des Moines Sports Station 1460 KXNO. All right, welcome back, Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station 1460 KXNO, with you for the next hour. Uh, Andrew Lowe coming up bottom of the hour, just slightly past Mark Morehouse prior to that, Cedar Rapids Gazette. Been a while since we've spoken with Mark, and we will try and do that. Uh, we won't try. We will do that here in about, oh, 15 minutes or thereabouts. I'll try real, real quick, just on just one note, and I don't want to get into who's better, who's the GOAT, LeBron, Michael, blah, blah, blah. I think it's a ridiculous argument. Everybody's got their guy. If Brinson was in the room, he'd be jumping up and down about Wilt. Oh, um, thank God I don't have to deal with that. <laughs> yeah, but he's a good... I mean, I, we both loved our time with Jimmy B. Well, love's a strong word. Okay, it was different. It was different, yes. That's that's a kind way to put it. Yes, he's a character. That he is. But he would be jumping up and down for Will. But, um, you know, the, the, the LeBron thing and who had better players around him, etc., those, I guess, are the arguments, and then it comes down to the rings. Why can't we just appreciate them both? Mm-hmm. Right? Right, yes. They, they're different players. Uh-huh. They're different kind of players. Well, Michael got there six times and won all six. Well, what about the times he didn't get there? Mm-hmm. You take that away. Losing in the Eastern Conference Finals isn't that worse than losing in the finals? Mm, yeah, I mean they he didn't get they didn't get the job done, so, right? Um, but they had to go through the Pistons to get there, and right? With argument after argument, there's no right answer. There isn't. And by the way, uh, I hate to um, wish my life away. I'm not, but that series that ESPN is putting together, that ten part mini series yeah. or whatever it is, next year. Oh my God, it's going to be at least of what they've showed us so far. It's got a chance to be. You know, it's got a chance to be, it's got a chance to be so good that we will do, devote time the day after talking about it on yeah. sports radio airwaves. I don't think there's any doubt. Yeah. Well, it's the right time of year. I'm hoping they're going to put it out in the summer, right? Or certainly not, uh, or in the spring. So it would be very conducive to, um, being a talker, but that's going to be absolutely outstanding. All right. A couple of minutes, Trent, with you on the, uh, Missouri Valley Conference. By the way, uh, the WHO vehicle, if you, uh, seen some of the pictures from the road to St. Louis, uh, the WHO guys got in a wreck. A five-car no. pileup. Oh, no. Was, I mean, everybody's fine, Yeah. Uh, apparently. Uh, Murphy, uh, Keith uh, tweeted that out, that um, on their way down, they got uh, Justin Cerency, I guess was, I don't know if he was driving, but he was in the car, him and, and the photog making their way down there, which 
kind of you know expanding it further. Drake fans making the trip today might be a good idea to wait right? till tomorrow. I mean, if you're going on the diagonal, and I guess let's uh, the the uh, route uh, the route that they took, it's not good. I mean, look what it is outside. It is blizzard-like conditions. If you're stuck in your cubicle and can't look outside right now, listen to this online at kxno.com. It's rough out there. And it's- we're supposed to get freezing rain on top of this this afternoon. Oh, great. So you have to, you have to, oh, you've got a game tonight. I got a there. game tonight, yeah. We got Waukee in the semifinals against Dubuque Senior. 815 tip. Embry Songer is going to be my color guy tonight. Is he? Now I'm helping Emery out at the bottom of the hour on a, on his horse racing podcast. Yes, I just got tapped to do that. So happy to do it. Um, so tell me about, because I you know, hardly follow it, but I saw the 16 to 14 halftime to it. Yes. What's going on there? That's awful. It wasn't what we've seen in the past. Ball on the hip. Right. Going for the defense to come out. Right. Running clock. It wasn't that. It was, it was good defense. defense. It was good defense. Or poor shooting. That too. Mm-hmm. But it, both teams played well defensively. And Dowling Catholic under O'Connor for the last decade plus that he's been there, that's their calling card. They're a good defensive team. Mm-hmm. They're, they're going to be physical with you. And they took Waukee out of what they wanted to do. So I think more than anything that was – but even in the next uh, next quarterfinal – and I call uh, watched the Iowa City West against Dubuque Senior. That was thirty nine thirty six. Wow! I don't. A shot clock is not going to help that much. It's not like all of a sudden. So oh. this wasn't the case of sixteen right. fourteen. Well, that's good to know because that was the th- first thing that popped into my head. Yes, it, it's not going to be some great elixir. Now the problem you get into a couple years back when Valley was in the semifinals, overtime, hold the ball mm-hmm. for four minutes, wait for one shot, miss it, overtime number two. Mm. Hold the ball for one shot. Right. When you see that, that's, that's when atrocious. The, that's the cries for a shot clock when they're necessary. This wasn't really a shot clock thing more than anything. I, I think it was more just defense and some and a bad shooting morning for them. Waukee's going to have to play a lot better than they did yesterday, though, to beat this Dubuque senior team. So you don't give them a chance? Is oh, yeah. They, they got a chance. There's no doubt. They just, they're going to have to play better. They're uh-huh. going to have to play better, I think, on both ends of the floor. Noah Carter, who's on his way to you and I, six foot five, big guy for them. Thick body, can shoot three-pointers for, for Dubuque Sr. That's going to be uh, fun to watch him against Dylan Jones for Waukee. Should be a good one tonight, the late one. I might be sleeping at the well tonight. So you're, you're not there tomorrow, though, are you? Well, I'll be uh, there tomorrow if, night for the championship with Waukee. Yeah, so if Waukee wins, we'll carry that game on 1460 KXNO. If they get beat, you're done? Yes, correct, with gotcha. play-by-play cover. Still updates all throughout. Norwalk still live. They play this afternoon at 2 o'clock. Van Meter got knocked off last night. They'll have their consolation game coming up. But uh, overall, yeah, the play-by-play coverage will finish up if Waukee gets knocked off tonight. All right, so the uh, the Valley Tournament is about to get underway. Well, not about to get underway. We'll get underway tonight at 6 o'clock in St. Louis. Uh, the game that I would anticipate um, we'll pay some attention to because it's the late game as well, right? So Iowa plays Wisconsin at six. Mm-hmm. Game two tonight is the game will will features the game whose winner will take on Drake. Am I right? Evansville, Illinois, Illinois State, State. and obviously you want Evansville, but you're probably yes. not going to get Evansville. Illinois State, the much more talented team. They mm-hmm. swept Evansville this year, a team that was also tied in those standings in that middle muck of the MVC. That was also there at nine and nine. The tiebreaker just didn't go their way. And in terms of talent. Short of Loyola, this is probably the second most talented team in the conference Illinois in Illinois State. State the yes. seventh seed? Yeah. They are really talented. If you're looking for a dark horse, now they got to win four in four days. In mm-hmm. fact, never before has a team even won three in three days to get to the championship. Four and four has never been done. 
just getting to the championship plane in the quarter or in the opening round. But this team's got a before. chance to do it. Do you think in as wide open as the MVC is this year? Oh, and they're but if they can pick off Drake tomorrow, then they get the win- winner of Illinois State, Northern Iowa, Southern Illinois, you and I, yeah. uh, well, right? Southern Illinois, right? Yep. Yeah. Um, and then it's loyal in the five. I mean, maybe they got dudes. They mm-hmm. got dudes. This is still loyalist to win. They're a prohibitive favorite. Still in my mind. Well, I love the fact that both of the local schools are on the opposite side of the bracket. Yes. Uh, that's outstanding. Outstanding. And if they can both win tomorrow, then we're guaranteed a chess spot in the finals, as we yes. said the other day, at least with one of the two uh, in-state schools. Uh, a football note before we welcome in Mark Morehouse from the Cedar Rapids Gazette. Mm-hmm. Did you see the Big Ten uh, changing around some of their big uh, oh, bowl the ties? Bulls? Yes. I love it. Um, you know, the, uh, the game in Charlotte, the Belt Bowl? I think that would be a good desk. Don't you want to go somewhere you've never been? Is it, yes. Whether you're in the media yes. or whether you're yes. a fan of it. I mean, what, when's the last time you're never going to go follow, air quote, your Hawkeyes to Charlotte? Mm-hmm. It's not going to happen. But now it's got, there's that distinct possibility. Direct flights, correct? There is a direct flight, yeah. yes, into Charlotte. Um, what airline would that be? Is it American? American, I, I think. think it is American. Yes. And Las Vegas getting involved in the mix too. Once the Raiders Stadium opens up, mm-hmm. we could see that coming a mile away. And I don't you think- had that. You had that. Well, it just made sense. Yes. It just made all the sense in the world that they would uh, kick the team for the Mountain West, uh, out west. And where did they get? They took the Holiday Bowl slot. No, they're going a new bowl in, uh, in LA. LA. Right yes, the at the new, new stadium when right, that's open. Right, right. The top team in the Mountain West will take on a Pac-12 team there. The Las Vegas Bowl then it'll be. Pac-12 versus either SEC or Big Ten mm-hmm. over the six-year agreement. Three Big Ten teams and uh, three SEC teams. You know what this drives home, Trent? The Big Ten bull ties um, are just, I mean, th- there's, there's nothing like it, right? Mm-hmm. They are by far have the best. Maybe the SEC's got some good ones, too. But the Big Ten bull ties continue to remain strong, and why wouldn't they? Yes. they Fan bases that are big, mm-hmm. that have national brands, mm-hmm. that travel. Alumni all over the country in big populated cities. It's the tie-in that you want. I mean, the SEC, you've heard the stories. Well, we'll travel over the day of the game, maybe stay a night, and that's it. Big Ten people come down there, and they're there for three, four, five days. That's the winter vacation. Mm-hmm. And it's they're the ones different. wearing shorts when it's 55 yes. degrees. Yes. <laughs> Guilty. Yeah. I'll take a time out. Mark Morehouse uh, joins the program next. Reese Morgan will uh, be a big talker. Uh, so will Gary Barta, as the media had an opportunity to speak with Gary Barta. Your thoughts real quick before we get to Mark. Mm-hmm. Uh, on the five, five to play five that was floated out there. I like it. Oh, I love it. Absolutely. No more worrying mm-hmm. about red shirts and medical right. red shirts in and six years. And how will the NCAA and- look at this case? And, you know, will they stick their wet their finger and stick it in the air, see which way the wind's blowing? And just some consistency with their, the way that they rule on things, and they've never had that in the past. This takes this completely out of their hands. It's, it's wonderful. And if you want to transfer, you don't have to have a waiver, yep. or you don't have to make up a sick uncle. Right. You just... You got to get closer to home. You just transfer to yeah. where you want to go. You go where you want to play. Makes a lot of sense. It does. It Is super really does. teams going to happen? Probably not. Like they already happened. Reed Travis is at Kentucky right now. Yeah. He's banged up, but that was an incredible player for Stanford. Guys want to go, they want to play somewhere mm-hmm. well, they'll go there. Alabama's having their junior pro day today. Alabama, junior pro day. <laughs> Ruggs just ran a 4 2. Oh, Right. The rich get richer. Junior to be. Unbelievable. Mark Morehouse next. Trent and I to, with you until noon. It's Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 Local 5. Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. I 
Mike Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. A couple of housekeeping items. Uh, I just got a text from my friend, Dr. Uh, not Dr. We'll talk about Dr. Stephen Fuller in a second, but Leon Emmons, my buddy, Mr. Executive, was out wow. driving around. Said wrecks everywhere. Oh, Be really? very, very careful. For those of you listening to us in central Iowa, and I'm assuming that's the case outside of central Iowa, mm-hmm. but uh, certainly in Des Moines, a very, very poor uh, road condition. Speaking of Doc Fuller, he's my dentist. If you're looking for a new dentist or you're new to the area, uh, fullerdental.net is the website, fullerdental.net. You can find Doc Fuller a couple of locations over in eastern Polk County, East 29th Street in Des Moines, 2822 East 29th Street in Des Moines, and 410 uh, 8th Street Southwest in the growing community of Altoona. Let's get Mark Muirhouse in here, Cedar Rapids Gazette. What's the weather like uh, in your part of Iowa, Mark? Are you getting what we are getting snow and just miserable road conditions? Not yet. Uh, we, I think it's going to start snowing here pretty soon. And uh, uh, so far, so good, though. Um, it sounds bad there. Uh, yeah. uh, and uh, yeah, is this winter ever going to end? Uh, I don't think so. Is, is Doesn't feel answer. that way. No, it, it certainly does. Hey, I want to talk a little hockey. Trent, don't look at me like that before we get into oh, Reese boy. Morgan, etc. Take my nap. <laughs> How about the uh, Carolina Hurricanes putting on the throwbacks and wearing the Hartford Whaler unis? What a great uniform. You pulled right? me back in when you started bringing up uniforms, though. That gets uh, your attention? Oh, yes. And and I used to play a little bit with a – and I wore a – uh, Hartford jersey that was dark blue and had that beautiful logo and uh, but that green coming out in that green was excellent. Uh, next thing you know, they'll have they'll be playing brass bonanza for goals <laughs> and uh, the the whaler. I, I bring that back more often, Carolina, because mostly I don't pay attention to you. Right. I'm with you. Um, but certainly the hockey world did the other night. They're actually a pretty good team, uh, but we'll save that for yeah, yeah. N- another day. Uh, so let's get into the uh, the news from yesterday. And I want to bring up Gary Bard and your piece you wrote in, I want to say, Wednesday, Cedar Rapids Gazette. It's online at gazette.com backslash mar- uh, sports under under Mark uh, Mark's feed. Um, Reese Morgan uh, the the comments on Twitter it's by his former players, players, these coach, whether they reached the NFL or just played four years and went on to have real jobs. Uh, when you see the impact that he made in their lives, uh, obviously it's a job well done. Reese Morgan walking away after 19 years. One thing that I think fans need to realize about Reese Morgan is he was in charge of walk-ons for a long, long time. Uh, and most, well, most Iowa walk-ons come from Iowa. And then beyond that, most of them come from Oh, a reasonable drive, say Wisconsin, Minnesota, uh, maybe Illinois, a few. But uh, uh, mostly they're from Iowa, and most of them were routed through Reese Morgan. So uh, for a long time between in the 2000s, uh, Morgan was was responsible for, uh, I want to say as much as 25% of Iowa's wrong. Wow. I mean, between players he recruited and, player, mm-hmm. and players who were walk-ons. Um, and so that's a pretty amazing, that's a huge depth. And, and when you were a Reese Morgan guy, you were you, you had an advocate for you. You had a guy who wasn't. You, know, you were never just a number to him. Never just a guy a, a spot in the depth chart. You were a guy that he valued. You were a person he wanted to get to know. And I think when walk-ons come here, uh, they need that. And they, they need that sort of uh, advocate in their corner just to kind of keep them going because it's not easy work. And maybe to find the guys who do break through a little bit. And Morgan Shepard had so many careers. And uh, like I said. 
just listening and talking to him and, and over the years, I mean, it wasn't just the, he didn't just didn't bring you to the University of Iowa. He made sure that you, that you made it through the University of Iowa the best he could. And uh, I, think, I think that's what you're seeing. I think you're seeing that players react to what Reese meant to him. And, and uh, uh, you know, going, moving forward, I don't, the next guy, I, I don't know. But, uh, man, I, I have to think it'd have to be somebody from the state of Iowa. And I'm not sure. You know, in my time, Iowa has, has hired two coaches from the high school ranks, Reese Morgan and Barry Alvarez. I, I think you almost have to go that route, and uh, I wouldn't be shocked to see Tom Wilson get some run. Wow. Because oh. it makes a lot of sense. makes a lot of sense. I think he's around the same age mm-hmm. that uh, that Reese Morgan was when he came to Iowa back in 2000. I think he's proven everything he needs to prove in the high school level. Mm-hmm. Um, Wherever he has Ferentz, been. Ferentz is not afraid. I mean, he showed, he showed in, uh, in 2000 when he hired Reese Morgan, and he's not afraid to go that way. So... Iowa wants to be strong in Iowa. Iowa needs a strong voice for uh, the, the preponderance of walk-ons who come from Iowa. But also, if you look at the shifting demographics of Iowa, sure, Iowa City is a neat place. The most vibrant and growing place in Iowa is Des Moines. And uh, I think having a, a guy who's connected to Des Moines would That'd be a pretty smart move for Iowa. Mm, that's Are a, you hearing those whispers? Because that's uh, that's quite a name yeah. to throw out there, Mark Morehouse. I mean, no, uh, no, no, that's, that's just me trying gotcha. to do that. Spit uh, makes sense. He's got a college background. He was a grad assistant at Ball State before he went back to, I think, Dyke New Hartford he does, 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 and, Dyke, yep. and took them to the state championship game. Year after year. I think. And a moribund program before he got there. And, of course, what he's done here at Dowling Catholic. It's a great name. Yeah. I'm going to put you on the spot, though. Back to Reese for a moment. So sure. many success stories. Mark Morehouse, what is the best of the success stories from Reese Morgan? The, the last-minute guys, the guys that he plucked out of nowhere. Uh, so many. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say I, I, I'm going to go past Chad Greenway, which says uh, mm. says a lot. Mm-hmm. Yes, um, but I'm not going to go far from that. Josie Jewell was a guy who was headed mm-hmm. to Luther. Yeah. <laughs> not only did Reese Morgan have to convince the Iowa coaching staff, mainly Kirk Ferentz, I think, although no one's ever come clean who who didn't <laughs> really want Josie around, because <laughs> of course now that would look pretty bad. Yes, but 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 uh, Josie. Uh, he was headed to Luther, and he was kind of in that mindset. And part of it wasn't just Morgan convincing Iowa coaches that they needed Josie Jewell. It was a little bit convincing Josie Jewell that he belonged to the University of Iowa. Really? And, 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 and wow, uh, he nailed that, didn't he? Uh, well, Josie ended up being one of the best linebackers to come through the program. And uh, Reese Morgan was a guy who was, who, was try, who was passionately trying to convince the family that you belong here, and I will find you a scholarship. And uh, boom and boom and boom. Uh, he hit on all three. That's one I go to. Maybe there's a little recency effect there. Mm-hmm. Another one I throw out is when they found Marshall Yonda, Jeez. he was basically making hamburgers in a, in, a, in, a, <laughs> in, a, in a small apartment up in Mason City. In a, uh, not, now he's making uh, pancakes, Mark. <laughs> huh? Where's the rim shot? I, I needed that one ready. <laughs> It was a bunch of guys. Basically, he found a tough guy. He found a rough rider out in the middle of nowhere. Mm. And look how that hit. I mean, just look how that hit. I mean, I remember talking to Marshall Yon and his folks, his mom, before he, you know, when he became a starter at Iowa. He, he, when he was finished with high school, he wasn't even going to go to college because he knew he had, you know, had some academic deficiencies. And he ends up at NIAC. And, you know, Iowa finds something there. Reese Morgan finds the toughness. 
and and uh, puts that to work. And my goodness, I mean that's that's, that's a Hall of Fame football career plucked from a Hall of Fame football coach. Mark Morehouse, Cedar Rapids Gazette. Brandon Myers on that list. He, he certainly. Uh, I mean, heck of an NFL career and a guy who. You know, I when he was young at Iowa, I saw I, I kind of ran into him at a Drake basketball game, and of course, you know, I I, I always think the worst. And I think is he going to just transfer to Drake and play basketball? Because it was kind of like on mm-hmm. on that line, and it t- it didn't happen for Brandon Myers right away at Iowa. It took some time, and man, when it hit, it hit, and certainly Brandon's on that list. Let me talk. Uh, go back to your column from uh, from Wednesday night, Cedar Rapids Gazette. Uh, was where you can read Mark and Michael Loss. Loss making his way to Madison uh, to cover uh, Wisconsin and Iowa tonight. Uh, the five to play five, and uh, apparently, according to uh, Gary Barta, uh, it's picking up some momentum. I think that would be wonderful. It takes the NCAA, uh, their um, rulings in, in a lot of uh, areas completely off the table, Mark, because there's going to be some consistency there, and you can't say consistency in the NCAA in the same sentence very often. Um, what are the chances of this happening, do you think? Uh, it's hard to gauge that. I would say just on a Barnard's characterization, I'd say at least 50-50 maybe. But I see the logic. Um, it takes out, you know, you don't. there's no more redshirting. There's no more medical waivers. There's no more six years. There's no more, you know, graduate transfers. Obviously, I don't think would be affected by this. I think that that rule still sticks. But uh, there's, you uh, know, I think the, the point Barnard makes is there's so, there's so much litigation and there's so much attack on rulings now right. that the waivers are just piling up and i think that they want to i think the ncaa or i think uh, uh, uh conferences want to get away from that and they want to streamline it a little bit they want to make sure that uh that every time a player moves that it's not a you know six-month court case so i think the five years to play five totally short circuits that and Use it judiciously, you know. Take your redshirt year. Uh, if you get hurt, well, that counts as one of your five years. Sorry, and there's no getting that back. So five years to play five. I think it's a clean. It's a smart. It's a, it's, does a guy play five years? Maybe I don't know. And then you have to, then there's question about record books and all that kind of right. thing. Uh, I think there'd probably be a different era, and I think you'd have to asterisk it up. But I think it. Uh, I think that's it. Should move to something where. Players aren't, you know, uh, Tate Martell isn't lawyering up to get that to be eligible immediately. I think uh, there's a million of those going on right now, and that's the last thing anybody wants. Uh, Jim Delaney, once he does walk away, uh, how will you remember his impact on the Big Ten and college athletics overall? Big Ten Network uh, was a big part of it, and television. And just the television contracts that Jim uh, concocted over his years as the Big Ten uh, 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 commissioner, Amazing. Uh, well, I think the league could now use a little more of a football voice, uh, and I think that's got to be kind of sewn into the next round. I would say the Northwestern Athletics Director, Jim Phillips, is probably a good candidate. Mm-hmm. My two candidates that I threw up in our podcast, Bob Bolsey and Barry Albers, probably not happening, but interesting nonetheless. But I, I, I do think uh, uh, next commissioner has to have a little bit of a lead for football. But Delaney's impact on college sports, uh, obviously, I think speaks for itself. He still values the student part of student athlete, and I know a lot of Big Ten fans kind of roll their eyes at that, but it's that is very important. And the one thing I've learned in the last few days, Delaney is kind of the extension of what the presidents and chancellors want. So he, this commission, this the commissioner does have bosses, 
He's not he's not right. a unilaterally leader. He he is uh, listening to the presidents. He is doing their bidding, and I think that relationship. I, I think that makes for who the next commissioner is. Maybe somebody we've never heard of because somebody the presidents are going to want somebody who listens and who plugs in their ideas the way they want them plugged in. Mark Morehouse joining us, Cedar Rapids Gazette. Mark, uh, one final thing: Bulls changing up again in future years. Your last chance coming up this year at the Holiday Bowl. It sounds like. Yeah, and I don't, the Holiday Bowl, and we were able to ask Barta some about Brett McMurphy's report in the stadium that about about Big Ten Bulls. He didn't confirm or deny anything, mm-hmm. so he didn't confirm or deny anything. But uh, it does sound like the Holiday Bowl is gone. Um, Music City. Sounds like it's coming in full for the Big Ten, which I think it makes a lot of sense. Uh, Las Vegas Bowl coming in, I think that makes a lot of sense yep. for the Big Ten. Um, beyond that, uh, I wouldn't be shocked. Right now there's nothing on the board for a Big Ten Big 12 game, bowl game. I think that's kind of a mistake, and mm-hmm. it sounds like there might be something coming along that kind of that fills that void. What city would that be in, Mark? Any idea? I don't know. Uh, that I don't know. Um, I don't think the Alamo Bowl. I think the Alamo Bowl is very, very happy yep. with what it has, and it should be. It's it's, it's become a premier bowl without mm-hmm. the Big Ten. Um, I don't know. Probably something to down. St. Louis. You know, I, that's going to be one of our next po- my, my next podcast with the Athletic Scott Doctrine. We uh, we're, we're probably going to we're going to try to play CEO for a St. Louis Bowl, and we're probably going to really try to do it and <laughs> just pitch it and and and, and kind of tape it up and map it out to where, okay, there's a path for this, and maybe it'll be fun. Maybe it would stick. Maybe hey, maybe they name it uh, the Iowa Bowl. I don't know, <laughs> but I'm just kidding. But I do think that's so painfully logical and obvious that someone's got to reach that conclusion, right, Ken? Indeed. Mark Morehouse will be listening on Iowa Podcast. When will that drop? Hopefully today. Well, good stuff. Very timely. Mark, thank you. Appreciate catching up with you. It's almost that time. We'll be doing this on a weekly basis. Spring football starts when? Uh, no no date set yet. I would be. Uh, I think in the next two weeks, coaches will be talking and players will be hitting each other. And uh, Ken, I, I'm going to adopt the Calgary Flames mm. uh, this playoff period. The, the Blackhawks, are uh, they're out. Um, so I think, uh, you know, Ken, it's, the Flames have not been relevant for a long time. Nope. I'm I'm team Johnny Hockey. He played in debut for, for Yes, he day. did. Johnny Goodrow, he did. So you're not gonna so you're not jumping on my bet Jets bandwagon. There's room. There's a lot of us jumping I off. I tried it last year and we ended up disappointed. But I hey I, Jets are my second favorite this deal. So let's have some fun there. Good stuff. Thank you, Mark. We'll talk to you in the weeks to come. Take care. Appreciate it. Mark Morehouse, Cedar Rapids Gazette. Look, I don't know if Tom Wilson's gonna happen. It's a great theory. It's a great name. I'm already getting it shot down on my text messages. Oh, really? Yes. Is it coming from dowling people that don't want to see it happen? An Iowa State person. They don't want to see it happen. No, I don't think that they really don't have an opinion either way on that. But a guy who knows Tom pretty well. Mm -hmm. Uh, Anyways, we'll see. It's a a great name. I love when, um, you know, that's thinking outside the box. I'm all for that. And look at, look what he's done. Six straight. It's crazy. Gary Swenson going to shed a tear? Jerry Pizzetti going to shed a tear? Carlson going to shed a tear? You know where I'm going. They'll help him pack. Absolutely. The impact that he's had over there. They'll rent the truck. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Great name. Not sure it's going to happen. Probably won't, but uh, appreciate appreciate that. Andrew Logue is with us next. We're going to do a little Kansas City Royals. Okay? Sal Perez. Yeah, it's brutal, Trent. Brutal.
Brutal. Out for the year. Uh, we'll do that. I want to pick his brain on the NL. This this race, this division. My God. It's incredibly See good. what the Cardinals are doing in their pitching staff? Mm-hmm. That Flaherty. I'm telling you, this kid is a star. Walk a bounce back? Maybe. The Elma kid? Reyes? Yes. He told the rubber the other day. Uh-huh. Uh, we'll do some baseball conversation with Andrew Logue. It's Miller and Condon. We're on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460. Streaming live from coast to coast on iHeartRadio, this is 1460 KXNO. Hi, Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. Final segment before we get out of here. Put Trent's feet to the fire, see which way he's leaning tonight in Madison, Iowa, and Wisconsin. Wisconsin, what, seven and a half? Down to six and a half. The smart money's coming in, perhaps. Oh, maybe people are looking at my uh, pick over at sportsbetcompany.com. So you're moving the, the line. You've got that much power. Is that 80% last week, Ken Miller. Were you 80%. really? 80%. Coming off of what? I was 80% last week. <laughs> Andrew Logue joins us as we uh, throw the baseball around the diamond a little bit. Boy, uh, Royals fans, and first of all, good to talk to you as always. What sure. a blow, huh? I mean, the face of that franchise, you know, Alex Gordon gets, certainly gets some love, but yeah. Salvador Perez has been the guy. Danny Duffy, very popular as well. Not having Salvi uh, for the entire year, which was probably going to be a tough year to begin with. Ouch. It is. It was, it was a gut punch. And it was a gut punch because he, as you said, he's not only the face of the franchise and the most likable royal since maybe Frank White, the 80s, but he's just, he was, he's a guy, he's approaching several little club all-time 10 lists and the six-time all-star and he's all this. And he was going to be kind of your nostalgic link to an entire rest of the team that's all going to be second and third year players. So you're trying to find out if they can even uh, succeed at the major league level. So it doesn't change what the season was always going to be about, but it's just such a void of, uh, you know, that guy you kind of hang your hat on, kind of, you know, go to the ballpark to see him. You mentioned Alex Gordon, but he's in this odd spot. He's his last year of his contract, which he has not played particularly well, out, at least hitting well. He's a good defensive player. Danny Duffy's has had off-field issues, so... Salvi was kind of your one link, and to lose him before you even play a game is it's just brutal. It really is, and this guy, his meaning to the team, not just what he does on the field, but as a leader and just all those components. The water bucket after wins. Yes, yeah. and, and yeah. now there's also the component, and Andrew, we've talked about this before, how he was used. Just mm, the sheer yeah. number of miles on those knees, on that leg throughout the years. He was... Even when he was 26 years old, 24 or 25, he was yeah. old because of those miles that were put on him. Was it a missed opportunity when his value was so high? I understand he was the face of the Royals, but you're going through a rebuild. Did they miss a window to trade him away? Um, well, first off, let's make it clear. After this year, he'll have two more years of his contract, and he's very affordable. So this isn't a guy mm. who's draining your budget. Um, and by the way, if he comes back next year and plays well for half the season, they might trade him. I think the Royals have always wanted him to be what George Brett and Frank White were in the 80s, what Derek Thomas was to the Chiefs of mm-hmm. the 90s. I think they want him to be that guy who's a lifetime Royal. Cornerstone. Cornerstone. Yep. Uh, the guy, they might retire his uh, jersey number 
some point. And I think they see value in that. Um, did they miss an opportunity? Maybe. You know, go to your youth. I believe in 2015, if I remember right, he caught more games than any catcher in baseball history wow. that season. But they've won two pennants in a World Series, and isn't that your ultimate goal? Mm, absolutely. Yeah, no doubt about that. Well, trying to find some silver linings. I used to love watching Kane patrol center field at the K. I mean, uh, he's yeah. run down a lot of balls. So can Billy Hamilton. Um, yeah. going to be fun to watch him when, once that motor gets going. Boy, oh boy, he can close some ground. He's going to run down some balls that may normally have dropped in. Well, they've got Brett Phillips. They've got, and then they've got, you know, we haven't talked Solaire, not a great defender, but a potential hitter, probably a DH. Here's the thing. You can't steal first, guys. It's true. So, and and what is Billy Hamilton's uh, lifetime on base percentage? Below 300, I think. So that's, uh, you know, I, I hear all these outfielders, and I'm starting to be a little scared. You know, they used to say if you have two quarterbacks, you have none. Mm. If you have five outfielders, you know, and you don't know who your guy is, you know, do you have any? Obviously, Billy Hamilton will be the starter, and I do think he, he has potential, but he's got to show me something first. I mean, you, again, you've you got to get on base. Yeah. He does with him and Mondesi and Merrifield. It could be fun, but, but you've got to find a way to get on base. It's all about the rebuilding project, stocking up that farm system and, and making another run. How far along are they in stocking up the farm system? Made a lot of trades leading to those pennants that you talked about. It took a lot out of the organization. How far along are they in the rebuild? So last year it was pretty consensus. They were about 29th or 30th, you know, for minor league system. This year after the draft, remember they got all those pitchers because of a compensation pick. This year they'll have the number two pick overall, which means two in like the top 50 or 60. So here's the thing. They, they are maybe, you know, Baseball America I think has a 16th, which I think is a little high. And uh, others have them at about 24. I'd say they've gone from about 30 to about 20 in one year. And I think that's good progress. I think they've clearly uh, done some things to reload. They had, uh, they had, you start seeing minor league all-stars and young players. And they're in Lexington. They're a long way from the majors. But I, I think they did a really nice job for one year. Obviously, it's going to take two or three more. Andrew Logue talking a little baseball. Andrew, let's switch to the National League in the Central Division. And, you know, most people assume, well, it's, it's the Cubs and it's the Brewers and boy, it's going to be a hell of a race. You know, this Cardinal team, uh, Jack Flaherty, I think is, is baseball's, one of baseball's next great name pitchers. I really do. I think he's got a chance to be one of the best in the game. Uh, he's still very young, uh, but I think he is the successor to went to, from Carpenter to Wainwright, and I think it's going to go from Wainwright to Flaherty. We'll see if I'm right. Jordan Hicks throws 102 miles an hour. He's their closer. Their everyday lineup. I like this kid Bader when he gets his opportunity. Carpenter, Ozuna, now Goldschmidt comes over for the Diamondbacks. This Cardinal team Boy, oh boy, I don't think it's a two-team race. I think it's a minimum of three, and do not sleep on the Redbirds. I, I agree. Um, first off, you, you mentioned Goldsmith. I think they tried to, didn't they get Andrew Miller, too? Yes, and, they did. So so they tried to help. Now, Miller struggled mightily a little bit yep. late last year. Here's the only thing is how, you know, they always say nothing's more meaningless. And you got this as a Royals fan last year. It's September results. And the Cardinals, after they fired Matheny, just took off. Mm-hmm. But how real is it? And I, I, I think it is real, but you're always a little cautious. You know what I mean? When it's like, well, they were so good. How much of that was just 
certain uh, analytics and all were bound to fall their favor, but it's going to even out over 162 games. I do think the Cardinals in it. I think the Cubs are like this weird X factor. Didn't Pakoda only have uh, the Cubs for like 79 wins? Yep. Um, and others are thinking, oh, they'll win it. Chris Bryant kind of dropped the last couple years. And then, you know, the Brewers won it last year. And, you know, the Brewers actually went out and, and they bolstered themselves. You know, they got uh, Grandal, uh, and catcher, and starting pitching is always a thing with them, and their bullpen with Hader was so good. Oh, my. But you know what? Bullpen guys are kind of volatile, too. You know, all it takes is one tweak, and suddenly you got some holes in that bullpen. Can he Can he repeat that? Can he, you know? Um, so I don't know. I agree. And then the Reds, here's the only thing about the Reds. You know, they got Puig. He's kind of a little, we don't know, but you know what I mean? He mm-hmm. can, I read a quote from him. He said, this year I'm trying. Well, what was he doing with the <laughs> right. Dodgers all those other years? Right. You know. So I agree. I just, it, it's a, maybe the most fascinating division. I will say this. I'm also intrigued by the NL West because do the Padres finally flip the mm. switch and the Dodgers have had lost some, you know, the Diamondbacks and, and Rockies. I think the West is interesting, but the, the NL Central is loaded. It is. It's going to be an incredible race. And baseball, last year in a way, was kind of boring. You had the the gap between the haves and the haves-nots. Is that what baseball is now in 2019 and going forward? Just, so we didn't have that kind of team that came out of nowhere, like the Twins from two years out? Just, I don't well, and, and even with that, Twins were winning a World Series. Right, right. It's, it's this elite of the elite mm-hmm. and then everybody else. Is that the direction we're heading, Andrew? I think we're getting to the point where baseball is going to be full of cycles. Like I said, the Dodgers are a little less. We kind of think what they are. I think the Indians, I think they're still going to win the Central, but they're a little less. But meanwhile, we forget a few years ago it was the Red Sox that weren't very good. Mm-hmm. They were loading up. Now they're a powerhouse. Uh, the Astros, obviously. Um, I think you're in a team of cycles, in an in a, in a era of cycles, because long-term contracts, you're not locking guys up for five years. So when you have a team, that's who they are for seven years. Um, so I think it's going to be cycles. But I, that it, in other words, I think the have and have-nots will change, but I don't know that you're going to have sort of the that wonderful little 20 teams still in it in August kind of situation because some teams, when they think they can't compete, they're going to hit that re- restart button a lot quicker than they ever would have. 15 years ago. Well, the Braves were that team that on everybody's minds, and then they went away, and then lo and behold, last year, they kind of, they might be that team, Trent, that came from out of nowhere. They, they won the East by, I mean, daylight, yeah. I, if memory serves. Hey, Andrew, last thing for you. Uh, Jayhawks, the streak ends at 14. I know probably we didn't give it enough love, enough run, because everybody wanted to see it end. But man, oh man, what a remarkable number. It'll never be done again, Andrew Logue. I really, truly believe that. You know what? It was funny. So you you could see it coming a couple of weeks ago, right? Sure. Just in a great Kansas team. And I, we, you always wonder what would be the reaction. And it was sentimentality. It mm-hmm. was it was like you're, when you're younger, your best friend gets married. You have all these great memories, but you know it'll never be the same again. And that's kind of what it felt like. People all Wednesday night texting and all, what was your favorite moment of the streak? And that's sort of, it wasn't an anger, right. although truth be all, Truth be told, when arch-rival Kansas State is one of the teams that ends it, I'm sure that, that <laughs> perturbs a few people. But but it was sentimentality and nostalgia. I was a weird reaction when the, when the streak finally ended. No doubt. Andrew Logue, look forward to talking a whole bunch of baseball with you as it gets closer and closer. Thanks for coming on, as always. 
Thank you, guys. Good to talk to Andrew Logue, former Des Moines Register sports reporter, as he joins us here in our final segment. All right, Trent Condon. Yes. i uh, got a couple of minutes left before we get out of here. Of course, Murph and Andy today at 2, the Fanatics at 4. The morning rush will start it all over again tomorrow at 6 on a Friday. Uh, a week from today will be probably 10 minutes of game time into Baylor and Iowa State. Oh, you already got to figure it out. They're huh? locked in at 11.30 on Thursday morning. If, uh, yeah, yeah. Locked the, in. Yes. Four, four or five game. How about Oklahoma State last night? Yeah. How Those about, young guys how are about growing Northwestern up. Yes. coming up and winning a game last night? Of West Virginia. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but tonight, Wisconsin and Iowa. Mm-hmm. Iowa, we both feel not playing very well right now. Been saying it for a month. Yep. Even though they've had a couple of improbable wins that have kind of uh, um, made some opinions kind of sway off of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, they clouded the issue a little. Uh, right. Tonight, senior tonight. night, it's Wisconsin playing for a double bye to keep mm-hmm. that alive. Lots to play for. It's senior night. Um, they've got some guys, as we know. One of them, Ethan Happ, is one of the all-time greats who will say goodbye uh, to the Cole Center and to the Badger home, fa- home uh, standing base for the final time. What happens? Wisconsin isn't playing very well themselves. And we get sometimes mired in just looking at the one side of things. Because who did they beat? But Penn, they just come off a win over Penn State. Trent? At home. Penn State. Okay, but Penn State. But at home. All right. They were still playing for a double by then. Penn State's sneaky good. They're all right. They're all right. Iowa Are you? You're well. leaning Iowa. Is, is, is the uh, kind of feeling I'm getting right now? I was inside that number. I hope people jumped aboard when it was seven and a half last night. Uh-huh. Speaking of betting, so I got West Virginia when it came out the night before at eight and a half. Mm-hmm. What did it go off at? Five. Right. Had a great middling opportunity. Right. Iowa State wins by six, seven, oh, or eight. I got a double that? win. Yeah. Just stay with your original bet. Mm-hmm. Trying to double. Trent, they were never in it. It never no. looked like that bet had a chance. Well, what is twenty twenty or twenty nineteen? They had the lead, and then it was thirty twenty in the blink of an eye. It was. It was thirty seven twenty two. Rome had to call timeout, and and then I uh, took it a step further, and they got it to fifteen. To what eleven at one point? They did, but at fifteen, I said, "I'm taking a shot here." Yeah, plus nine fifty with twelve minutes left. Taking a shot, so I ended up losing overall. (laughs) If I would have just stuck with my original bet, would have been fine. But no. Keep going, you keep going, you keep going. It's all right. All right I'm going who, with the Hawkeyes. Tonight. Who stands out for the Hawkeyes? Who has a good game tonight for Iowa? Isaiah Moss gets back oh, on the really? right track. He he's due. Oh, he is due. Get some shots going. Mm-hmm. A little hack a hap. They get that. Make him go to the free throw line. He's three of eleven. And Iowa keeps it close and has a chance going into the last night. I'll timeout. give you a bench player that if I was going to stay in this thing and maybe pick this thing off. Creener, the big man. I like his game. There's a couple of big guys you got to deal with with yeah. the Badgers. Yeah, that's for sure. Reavers, uh-huh. Hap, some players there. No doubt about that. Trent and I will recap that tomorrow. We'll do Iowa and Iowa State. We'll give away some barbecue. Uh, we look forward to a Friday. Look forward to you joining us tomorrow at 10. As mentioned, Murph and Andy next. Fanatics at 4. Rush tomorrow morning. Talk to you tomorrow. 1460 KXNO.